Welcome to Go Home Heat, a wrestling podcast. Here at Go Home Heat, our contributors focus on the stories and character arcs of the live action drama art form. An art form dating back to Zeus, featuring Lincoln and a bear and peeking with Robocop and Sting. In the words of Xavier Woods, the last form of theater in the round. And now, Go Home Heat. Now let's move into Wrestler of the Year. Who do you think was Wrestler of the Year, right? I'll go with Seth. Go with Seth. I'll go with you. I'll go with Seth. Part of me wanted to say Punk to be funny. Dude, Punk had good matches Punk, up Punk, until. Punk did have good matches. Up until. He was, cer- <laughs> he was certainly one of the wrestlers of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I feel like the Punk program with MJF was very good. I feel like no, the Punk, I, I, the but punk it's, Mox program was very good. Dude, it, but to me, it, it's Seth. Like okay. it's, yeah. Justin, who you got? I'm going to say Seth and Sheamus are my 1A and 1B. Right. I have to give Sheamus credit for, dude, you know, that banger after banger after banger thing ain't a joke, dude. That dude goes out there and puts on a physical show. And the way he transformed himself, and you got to give this guy credit, he slimmed down. Got faster as he got older. He got faster. He got more athletic as far as his move set. Like the knees he throws, the way he moves now, the shape he's in, the way he works the mic, dude. It's just like he was always upper mid tier to me a lot of the times. Right, just, right. You know, mm-hmm. he didn't have, but now he is. I think he finally finally got everything clicking. And every time he walks out in the ring, I know I'm going to get a spectacular match. I, I, I fully agree. I, I watched the Celtic Warrior workouts. I, I watched them periodically. And he did one recently. He returned to Davenport, Iowa, did one with Becky. And, and it was fantastic. It was so funny. It was with Becky and Seth. And he, he thought they'd finished the workout. And he was saying, man, I really thought I was going to be blown up. I don't feel that bad. And Seth and Becky had waited to tell him there was one more set. And he was like, what? And they were like, yeah, we're going to do the bike. with You know, the bike where you pump your arms back and forth. Burpees, jump up, two pull-ups. Bike, four burpees, jump up, four pull-ups. You know, that kind of thing. Three, oh, three rounds. And he goes out and he beats and he hits the burpees first. The first two sets, and Seth catches him on the last set, and then Seth finishes, you know, and he's standing there breathing heavy, but he's Seth. You know, that's what he does for a living. He's he's And Becky finishes slower than Sheamus, but it's not breathing as heavy as Seth or. She's like, my lungs are on fire, but you can't really, like, her stomach's not going back and forth. Oh, we yeah. could also. Sheamus is laying on the ground. Oh, he's done. Yeah, yeah you're right, right? Also? Yeah. I was also going to say we could give a special shout out to um, Bianca. Oh God, yeah, she had great matches. Yeah, she had great matches. She wasn't in my top five, although I will say, okay, so I, I was with you guys. Seth was first. About the time Moxley took over as champion, I thought he would be my wrestler of the year. Um, something happened on at the tail end there where he, to me, Seth just kind of passed him, but. Well, and you got to give Mox some credit. I've watched his style evolve since he came to AEW. 
and living before that, I enjoy his matches now a lot more. I, I, you know, a lot of people don't give that guy credit, but he has worked some, I don't know who he worked, if he's just done a little jujitsu from some people like to learn a couple moves, but he's definitely incorporated a lot more like grappling and specifically like jujitsu style grappling and stuff into his moveset that I like, you know. He's not as limited as he once was as far as his in-ring stuff. I totally yeah. I totally agree. Uh, and he tells the t- he's to me a couple of things he did. And I I'll include Becky in this too. I, Becky was in my top 5 as well and Sheamus was in my top 5. But Becky, Sheamus and Seth made their companies better by having great matches with people up and down the card. Yep. And so when you go to the next Takeshita match, mm-hmm. you know this guy's fantastic. When you go, It didn't matter who they wrestled up and down the card. They made the said competitor look better. And it's straight. Becky did it as champ, which is its own set of challenges. Seth did it as mid-carder. And Mox did it as both. And Mox, when he needed to go heel at the end of the year, he was able to kind of do that as we were telling the tale that you should like MJF before MJF post-match went and told us, he, I can't believe you believe that BS. And he also has done the same thing with Hangman. He wrestled heel, he spoke heel, and he allowed us to galvanize behind Hangman. And I felt like their match this week was fantastic way to end that thing. Oh, yeah. My my fifth wrestler wound up being a combination because Brian Danielson, Hangman Page, Cody, and Bailey, none of which got to <coughs> wrestle a ton this year. I mean, they, they all got to wrestle a lot, but not as much as they were all injured or something throughout the year. But, yeah. when, but when they were in the ring, they were great. They did great. Right, right, right. I, I thought Bailey was fantastic this year. It just... She's booked in a way where the thing doesn't get to be more than it is, mm-hmm. which is a shame. And I, I think if they get her to SmackDown, that'll change a little bit because they'll be the right now. Whoever's wrestling Bianca's in the Cena situation, you're not going to beat her. No. So as good as this program can be, I can't take it that seriously. You know, and it it should be that way. By the way, Bianca should be their Cena mm-hmm. for right now. And so we'll move on to program of the year. I'll just list them and you tell me what you think. Uh, yeah. FTR versus the world. Spectacularly done. Hmm. Probably one of the most unique things we've seen in modern wrestling, if you really think about it. How many times have you seen somebody get to go through all these different promotions, wrestling all these different kinds of people, win all these belts at the same time? You would never allow that to happen with your main singles champion. Right. But because it was the tags, you could do something unique. And well, I thought it's something you probably never see again. Well, if you remember, they did it with Omega a few years ago. Yeah. And even, it didn't it, feel like this. No. You know, it just didn't. No, no, nothing against Omega. He's fantastic. And well, I, Omega's been doing, you know, well, I, I say that Omega's been doing world tours for like. Yeah, the whole time. The whole time. <laughs> like, that is true. With, with, with FTR, they were. New matchups. 
Mm-hmm. You know, because they had it, they've been in WWE so long that when they go to AAA, it feels different. When they, because their style's different. When they go to New Japan, their style's different. You know, when they go with the Briscoes, their style is a different. But Lord have mercy, those two, they fight forever. Oh yeah, dude. You know, speaking of now, um, I, down low on my list was Sammy versus Roman in a weird way, as we see the. Roman having to recreate himself this year, and the way he did it was he focused the show on someone else in his in his group. Mm-hmm. And I I find that whole storyline fantastic. I the, the what Kevin Owens and Sammy did for the 158th match of their WWE career, probably the 3,000th match of their lifetime against each other uh-huh. on Friday night was incredible. Yeah, it was. I was so heartbroken when the Usos jumped KO at the end. Well, and that was and that, that was exactly what you're supposed to feel for once. Right. The run-in had a point. <laughs> right. Right. What was to steal the moment from Sammy? Right. Because Roman couldn't let him have that. No. Well, because Roman didn't trust him to have it. No, 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 no. Roman, you knew Sammy's fate was sealed when Roman apologized. And right. that was the point of him apologizing. It was like the old uh, in uh, in the Godfather, man, the Judas kiss. Yeah, I know, Fredo. You he broke knows my heart. Got out. Fredo, he you broke my heart. Yeah, and the other thing about that is, it would be neat if we get Sammy Zayn through his fight with Kevin, relearns the respect. Yes, and if Sammy goes. First, somebody's got to go, right? We all think Roman's going to be the one to go first. Whether it's Sammy showing concern for Kevin in Roman's presence, or if it's Sammy costing Roman something by helping Kevin at some point, either way that goes would be very interesting. What if I'm going to give you the greatest book of all time? Let's do it. Greatest swerve of all time? Yes. Roman goes first. Just starts jacking me out in the middle of the ring. Yeah. And Solo, the Usos are standing around. Roman backs up and points at Sammy. And they all step forward and then they all turn around and jump Roman. Oh, and, and they. Sammy. And they say with Sammy. And Sammy runs smack down with an iron fist. Yes. Oh my God. That would be the greatest thing ever. Nobody no. would do that. No. I'm telling you, no. That is the greatest. Because you would ah oh, that that's a uh, that's the greatest swerve on the old uh, well the old Randy Orton on Batista's shoulders yeah. moment thumbs up thumbs, thumbs, thumbs down thumbs down yes yes okay now okay Roman versus Brock I thought was a great program this year oh God yes and I thought we oh, fi- yeah. stories I thought we finally got the Roman Brock program we needed. Yes! They've done it a million times. This one worked. Becky Bianca, I thought, was done very well. Oh, classic. Very they, well. They finally paid it off. I felt like Punk, Punk Mox was a great story. It, it, it probably wasn't fully a story. Punk MJF was a great story. It probably wasn't really a story. Most of it was true, playing out in front of our eyes. Yes. With scripted matches at the end. That almost felt like you were, yeah, you're just watching these guys riff in real time arguments with each other, kind of, and then have to do matches in between. Right. 
Right, and sneak a punch in every now and then because they just don't like each other. Yes. Yeah, I get it. And then I thought Seth and Cody was obviously, to me, was the best thing for the year. Now, total package performance-wise, the Lex Luger Award, which is not really the Lex Luger Award because I'm asking <laughs> who was the best total package of wrestler this year. Lex Luger best total package at any live event he was ever at. <laughs> Okay, I do hear he does a fantastic job as a speaker now, a religious speaker. So kudos to him for that. Um, yeah. I thought Mox is in that argument. I thought Seth and Becky were in that argument. I thought Roman Reigns was definitely in that argument. Yes. But I think Sami Zayn was the best overall package this year in pro wrestling. I have to give that to him. He was playing the part of Tom the Cat and Tom and Jerry at WrestleMania against the Jackass guys. And he had us realizing he's one of the top performers in the entire world as a wrestler Friday night. Mm -hmm. As a speaker, as the guy on the mic. He's yeah. not, you know, as a not doesn't have to talk to tell a story either. His facial expressions. He is, like you said, the total package. He can do he can do the nonverbal communication. He can verbally do it. He can do it in a match. He can do it on social media. Yeah. And you know, be in the background doing something and advance his character. Hell, man, he can break Roman Reigns in the middle of the ring, break the whole bloodline. He can be Barney Fife. Yes. Or he can be Andy Griffith. Yeah. And he can do it in the same episode. Roman can be there and he's sidekick. Roman's not there, he's the head of the show. Yeah. And it doesn't it does it doesn't matter. He can carry it. He's fantastic. And the rumors are that Roman was the one you know, Roman does the interview and says the most underutilized guy here is Sammy and a couple of months later he's in this program. So uh -huh. you almost have to give Roman credit for that to some degree as well. I right. I've never heard anything from anybody that Roman anything other than, you know, that he is the culture. He's always been a quality guy. He doesn't. Okay, I'm going to get crazy right here because I feel like there is a guy that I don't know what to do with, and it is MJF. Um. I feel like there was a moment not that long ago when I was arguing that MJF was the future of pro wrestling. And then when I'm looking at this list, I'm like, the guy wrestled four matches. I can't put him in this list. He, you know, One of them was really great. Mm -hmm. Some of them were good. But it's four. Um, he went away for a significant part of the year. He came back. It felt fresh. By the time the year was over, I it doesn't feel fresh to me anymore. Mm -mm. It's it, kind of the same thing, isn't he? It, it's the same shtick he had the day he walked on set. You know, the very first episode, he was the same exact thing. And we have this thing now where it's like, it's, it's uh, Ray, what did you say the other day about MJF? You said... MJF cut a promo uh, on like the th this night. week, Wednesday that um, uh, where he went after a lot of like low hanging fruit. A little uh, bit racist, a little bit sexist, you know. 
That's his thing. <laughs> and yeah, well, uh, just in, in a generalization, MJF goes after a lot of low-hanging fruit. Correct. A lot of the times, and I said that. Um, He'll do something like this one week, and then the next week he'll do one of the best programs I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And then I'll just be like, what What do I do? Right. What were you going to say, Justin? I, was, I, I agree with Ray completely. Sometimes he just dials it in. Yeah. He just goes, form, fit, funk, here, here's, a, here's a couple of things. I'm going to make fun of your city. I'm going to make fun of your sports franchise. I'll, I'll say something pretty offensive. I'll make fun of somebody's wife, girlfriend, something like that. Oh, cool. And, you screwed my mom and sister. Yeah. I heard that in middle school. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Be grateful I did this. Right. Yeah. You know? And they're even retreading the Wardlow program with Daniel Bryan. Yeah. You know, what's exciting to me about it, this is to me, if I was going to fantasy book this program, if this is the route we're going where Daniel works every week and MJF doesn't, if MJF's going to mail in the promo. He can do that from the movie set. We don't need a live audience for that. He's, it's the same shit. Okay? Daniel Bryan could have come out and said, you think you can get ready for an Iron Man match? Not wrestling. You think you can not care and make it through an Iron Man match with me? I can promise you that iron sharpens the Iron Man, and I will wrestle the best in the world every week as I prepare to put you away. That's more interesting than making him jump through the same hoops as Wardlow. Well, yeah, because that's that's real storytelling, dude. That's that's straight out of if you're an anime guy like me, that's that's straight out of like every, you know, martial arts anime you've ever watched, dude. I've got to fight the seven other guys to master all my skills that I'll need to beat the last guy. Right. And that story to tell because each match helps you evolve a little bit more right with if you you know it gives matches don't they forget that's purpose and takes to matches a lots of times in wrestling you forget to make them have a meaning there right. needs to be a dudes are fighting right and that either a conflict between them or a conflict of self where you're trying to better yourself and testing yourself against different you know, there's a lot of ways to tell that story, but you need to tell stories, not just put people together. These these guys are actually carrying programs with it, and he's getting to work with Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, Moxley. I mean, he's not working with bad Trump. cohorts, right? He's, he's getting the, the best opportunities to shine. He's so much better than what I'm getting. Or let me rephrase that. It's all in there. Everything's in there with him. <laughs> he just needs to... Spend a little bit of time modernizing the shtick, you know? Because diving into the bad part of 70s, 80s, 90s promos is mm. not how you show me you're the future. I'll tell you, I'm gonna, I am gonna—I got to give somebody some credit real, real quick here for dissing and, and insulting opponents and stuff. Mm. Nobody this year has come close to the acclaimed. Great. That stuff, the Jeff Jarrett diss track, I think I watched that thing ten times. Fuck, Just fuck. because it's so, because you know my opinion on Jeff Jarrett. Right, right. So, it was so well done. Right. They hit a lot. Like, well, and when they 
out of the ring saying that stuff to him in the first place, you can see Jeff was laughing in the ring because you got many things I will say, but I'm pretty sure Jeff Jarrett has a pretty good sense of humor. So. Oh, yeah. And when he's not in the ring, Jeff Jarrett, and he's not stealing Kurt Angle's wife, Jeff Jarrett is probably a really nice person from everything I've ever heard. I just hate all his in-ring stuff. Well, the funny thing about Jeff was he wasn't the one that went crazy on that. Karen did. Because Karen was like, look, we were separated when he took the job at TNA. You know, which tells you how much that hurt her. Right? But Jeff, you know, he kind of was like, look, I'm going to set the record straight on this. But if Karen hadn't have went mm-hmm. nuts on Twitter, I don't think he would have ever even addressed it. No, he's not that guy. Well, he's dude, not- you can't be a wrestling promoter and want your closet fully open. No. And he was for a long, long time. His daddy was. So he's of the opinion, I'm sure, nod, act like you're mad because you're supposed to, and move on. What was that? There was a line in there about how you could never draw a dime, dude. I was like, man, that's like, that's not even new rap stuff. That's some old school wrestling insults right there. Right. Just set to a beat. Yeah. Okay, great that you said that because to me the breakout stars this year, the acclaimed is there. To me the ass boys are there. And they Dude, great. Yeah, and they did it together. Their program against each other. They didn't need the shine of a big star to do it. Their mm-hmm. program against each other elevated them, which is great. Now we have uh Osprey is elevating himself all over again. I, I think I may have jumped the gun because to me, the leader in the clubhouse right now for match of the year was the one they had at Wrestle Kingdom last week, which wasn't this year. But I'll just throw that out there. Somebody's going to have to really do something great to top that. Yeah, that was incredible. Incredible. And I also think the trios match we saw. I'm so sorry. So basically, Kenny's already got two match of the year candidates, and we're three oh, weeks yeah. into the seat here. Kevin Matt Ender there. Right. I think Jade is, a, is continuing to ascend, although she was already on the horizon before the year started. I think the Roxanne Perez over there in NXT is really becoming her own thing that people are, are going to enjoy. I think Braun Breaker was a huge breakout. Oh, dude, yeah. Success. He has the potential, a generational talent. Right. And they're booking him... Not like Goldberg. They're booking him match-wise, sort of like Roman was, but not straight babyface, as in he, you know, it's a little mm-hmm. bit more what you would think Braun Breaker probably is like or what uh, a Steiner is like in real life, right? Not mm-hmm. cookie-cutter babyface. Yeah. Let me throw, I don't know if you're going to throw him out there, but Go I Go ahead. Hook. What, uh, um, you were a little disappointed in Hook's booking recently. <laughs> yeah, I said, I said that I thought Hook needed like a better. I, I said that I thought Hook kind of needed a better gimmick, and and I and I and I'm not like. I I have been. Uh, uh, I don't know who who was it that said that um, Logan Paul had a better breakout year than Hook did. Somebody online. <laughs> A better rookie year. <laughs> no, it was like it was like Booker T or someone like that. Yeah, but to be fair, to be fair, Logan Paul got to wrestle Roman. Yeah, dude. Yeah, in a minute. <laughs> but putting him out there against, I think his character is great. I think his technique is something different than you see anybody else in the ring doing. 
his matches don't look like anybody else's as far as his skill set for a guy his size. It's no you don't see guys his size wrestling. I think like, I think my issue with Hook is not that. I think my issue with Hook is more they're booking him to only wrestle four and five minutes. Yeah, I don't have an issue with Hook. I, I'm tired of that too. I thought I think at some point they gotta let that kid go. And I think he can. But I think they gotta book him like you said, you can't be walking out there and doing, you know, I'm in the ring thirty seconds out of a four minute match. You know, right, right, and and uh, he does have everything. He has everything, but there's only so long you can just not talk. No, no. Hey, how many years did Kane go? A little different, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) But I do think I do definitely think Hook has the possibility of being spectacular, and he and he shot out. One thing that happens when you shoot out the gate so hot is if that doesn't continue, it becomes disappointing. That's what we're going through with MJF right now. Mm -hmm. He was supposed to be the greatest thing I've ever seen due to his own work. And then when he's at that same level three months later, you start to wonder what's going on here. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And the thing is, like, at this point... Let's have Hook wrestle matches that are competitive. Yeah. Why isn't that guy wrestling for real belts yet? Yeah. You look at wins matter. Technically on paper, that dude hasn't lost ever. Correct. Correct. I feel like one thing they got right, though, so far, Jamie Hayter. Oh, God, yes. Breakout star. I feel like the women's wrestling I have seen with her involved is better than what we've seen prior to her being involved. Even, oh yeah! Even that page match this weekend, uh, Wednesday night, where where it was Soraya and Tony Storm, and I, I tell you what, what's up? Golly dang! Oh, Jamie Hayter, Sheeta. Oh. Yeah, Sheeta and Hayter had a match the other night, and I I have spent years ebbing and flowing with Sheeta and yes. saying. She's not that good to, I don't get it at all, to, oh, I see why, sort of, but what's going on here? And then she had a match with Jamie Hayter, and I said, my Lord, she is good. She's That, when, it, that was the best match I've ever seen her have. Where right. she did, like, usually she has some sort of thing in a match where you're like, God, you were doing fine, and then that. Right. But she it looked as if they hit each other. Yeah. That there it, was stiffness to it, the Go ahead. Our problem may be that she's too stiff and she's holding herself back, it messes her up. I totally think that's the problem because that's exactly what it looks like. And she ever since then, whatever I've seen her in, I'm intrigued by. I loved it when she threw the kendo stick in the middle and then acted like I don't get oh, it. Oh that yeah, I didn't do that on purpose. Her yeah. heel t- is gonna make her interesting again. Like I have never – she's one of those people that, for my aesthetic and taste, should be somebody I'm like, man, I'm really in, into her because she does the whole – she's pretty much anime character. She comes out there, does the sword, all that stuff I'm into. But she was just – but now if she turns heel, I bet she's going to be a lot more interesting. And she'll, she'll get to be more vicious. It's which- so hard as a character to be – 
Consequences be damned. I'm going to beat the crap out of you as a baby face. Yeah. It's a hard story to tell because you always have to figure out a way to get it to we hate each other. And you don't always hate each other. No. No. But I, the anti-hero route is good. You just have to know how to play it. You know, Wolverine, who's everybody's favorite X-Men? It ain't right. Cyclops is boring. Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, you right. Know, that's power. Right, right. To put a bow on it, though, um, that was the end of my stuff for the year. I feel like going into the new year with what Mercedes Verdado Renato is doing, uh, you know, she has a chance to really showcase wrestling outside of WWE for women. You know, they say that that San Jose pay-per-view is almost sold out already with only one match on the card. That's impressive. Yes. She just got another movie deal thing going through. She's going back to the other stuff on Disney. Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm happy for her. I want her to tear the house down. Her and Kyrie Sane is going to be incredible. Oh, my God. That's going to be nuts. Right. With us, with what Osprey and Omega did when they fight each other again here soon, it's going to be off the chain. Um, I feel like Seth is on a run right now where it's just crazy. Sheamus is on a run that's crazy. The wrestling... Uh, Ray, you made a point the other night that what we're getting on Dynamite every week is like a pay-per-view. It's insane. Yeah, that's what they're going for. Yeah, I it, think it's a good move. Yeah, and it, it is crazy how good we are. But when you look at the quality of wrestling we're getting right now. Oh, it's a... And, and here's one thing I'll say right now, though, before we get out of this. As transitional as I think 2022 was for wrestling, in so many ways, everything will be pre-2022 and after 2022 as right. far as how a lot of wrestling now. Just because of all the things that happened. 2023 has the potential to be even more. Because if Vince McMahon sells WWE, that changes everything, depending on who he sells it to. That is a, you will not be able to, comp, we won't be able to understand how big that will change pro wrestling until it happens. And probably for years after it happens. Here's but, the interesting thing about what you're saying. What we're reading is the companies that are thinking about purchasing WWE don't want Vince. No. And Vince is probably trying to finagle creative control for himself in these sales talks. And, and, and I will say it right now, and, and I don't feel bad about it. If Vince does that, I have I have no problem stopping. I'll watch New Japan. I'll watch AEW. I, I'm not putting another dime in that dude's pocket unless I have to. <laughs> I'll sit here while he sells this thing, but I've seen the I've seen better now. Yeah. I don't want to go back and watch him destroy something that I love. Right. Just because because it feels like it's the thing to do because he's petty and childish. Right. But the interesting thing is that I'm I'm reading that the companies do want Stephanie and Hunter. Oh, I bet they do. So, they're 
what does the byproduct wind up being? Does the byproduct wind up being Vince getting creative control for the company and Hunter continuing to run it? Or does the byproduct wind up being Vince getting that chair back? Mm -hmm. And I, I, I don't know. Nobody knows because somebody's nope. going to have final say. But <laughs> I cannot imagine purchasing WWE and Hunter not being a part of that process. I think he's proven himself to be the top executive in pro wrestling. No doubt. Including Tony. Oh, by far including Tony. And, and I like And I think Tony's a huge step up from any other wrestling owner we've ever had. Even Bischoff. Mm-hmm. And I think Bischoff was good. But I think that Bischoff... One thing we... My issue with Tony is... He can forget about a very good toy with a shiny new one for a while. Yes. And then he comes back and expects you to remember the fact that the guy he's had wrestling on Dark for three months is a big deal. Yes. Like, the next time I see Miro, I, I completely expect him to walk out and wrestle for a championship. Yeah. And not having done a thing for a while. Right? No. But. And WWE would never do that, something like that. Who's got the women's, the SmackDown women's belt now? Charlotte's different. How, how long was she out? Charlotte's different. At least it's off of Rhonda. <laughs> if I were to... I, I, do, I do not care. At least it's off of Rhonda. I, <laughs> I would argue this. If you were to say to me, we're the ruthless aggression era, give me one caveat. Let me have a Stone Cold. Who are the four horsewomen? That keeps your Stone Cold. It's different, but she's the best talker. Yes. Not quite the best worker. She's the one that brings eyes to the product. Sasha would be your Eddie Guerrero. Mm -hmm. Bailey would be your Kurt Angle. She yeah. can be funny. She can be great. She wrestles fantastically. <laughs> I agree with that. Charlotte Absolutely. is if Edge and Hunter somehow were to have a baby. And the because Hunter in the Ruthless Aggression era could lose the title and Eric Bischoff would just create a new title and hand it to him in the middle of the ring. I think he was always the champion for whatever reason for years. And I don't have a problem with it. I enjoyed the television program. But that's who Charlotte is. She always gets to be the champ. Yeah. But she's way too athletic to be Hunter. So we have to figure out a way to make her athletic, which gives her some of Edge's skills. I like it. I like it. <laughs> okay. But I like it. Okay. I also think that, like you said, transformative. I feel like right now the pieces are in place in the wrestling world with the Forbidden Door, with New Japan getting almost like a reboot or at least a, uh, an influx of talent for major pay-per-views to allow yeah. there to be new matchups. With what AEW has currently signed and on its roster, and with what, with everybody that Hunter brought back and placed in spots, we have an opportunity to have the best in-ring action and storytelling we've ever had in wrestling. Yes, and it's global. I think Impact is great. I think uh, I haven't gotten to watch NWA in a while. I, I, Billy Corgan frustrated me, so I quit turning it over there to figure it out. It's not free as much anymore either, but whatever. 
Um, but I really think we have a shot at having the best year ever for pro wrestling. I think it could be. If, as we always know, Vince is the caveat. Yes. And by caveat, I mean jackass. Jackass. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So for Justin. Yes, sir. Ray. Yep. And me, KP, I'm going to wrap this. Check out our friends at the Game Project, thegiannproject.com. Check out our friends at the Daily Smart for all your news in pro wrestling. And folks, go home. Thank you. Appreciate y'all.